Welcome to the Jeff and Alex podcast. I am Jeff Hillemeyer, and with my friend, Alex Gonzalez, we explore topics that help you be your best self. And we also get to chat with some great guests. So join us now on the Jeff and Alex podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Jeff and Alex podcast. I am Alex Gonzalez here with Jeff Hillemeyer once again. How you doing, Jeff? I'm good, Alex. What's happening? A little bit of everything's happening early this morning as we, you know, record once at the crack of dawn while everybody's just getting their day ready and we're ready to inspire them. I'm on my second cup of coffee, though. How about you? You know what? I'm trying to, I've been for a while now trying to keep to one cup of coffee a day ever since the pandemic started. You know, what's interesting is, is um, I have started, I used to be two cups a day. And then what I've started to do is lace it with decaf. I thought you were going to say lace it with something else. <laughs> yeah, the word <laughs> lace it sounds bad. But um, so now I'm doing like I'm doing like 60% of what I would normally do in a regular cup in terms of um, caffeinated coffee. And then I'm adding in uh, the rest as decaf. And, um, you know, first week or so I had a couple headaches here and there. But now now I'm, ta- I'm probably, again, consuming 60% of the caffeine I was. So it allows me to have two or three cups now. So maybe yeah. that's a way. Yeah. And, th- and that's part of it. You know, I've been just trying to st- straight up, you know, just have one cup, but that's something I'll probably do, but, but I don't have, I, I think it'll be as we get more into regular routines, whatever that, of course, who knows what regular routines are that that's going to be the challenge when you have access to start, you know, I'll constantly passing by a Starbucks and all that. But yeah, no, I've been trying to to do that, but I might try to go that route as well. Get the half calves and, and, you know, <laughs> yeah. fool myself into it and, so you have six cups of half caps. It's only three cups of regular coffee. So we shall see. There you go. Well, if if I could if I could reach back in time and tell my younger self anything, I'm it might be uh, drink a little bit less coffee. But that leads leads us to the conversation I wanted to have with you today. Um, so I just finished the book uh, Billion Dollar Loser. Have you heard of this book? I have not. It's the story of WeWork. Yeah, you, you know, you know my my um, you know blind optimism. So it sounds like something I'd, I'd reject right away. <laughs> no, you would love this one. It's the story of WeWork. Yeah, from start to finish, Adam yeah. Newman. Um, it's really well told. Um, but what's interesting is um, toward the end, the author um, reflects on Adam Newman, who is the CEO, and and basically the story is he just kept. Uh, pushing for growth and was encouraged by his investors and mentors to just grow, 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 and never to build a sustainable business. And so at the end, the author sort of reflects back and is like, well, if this hadn't happened or if he hadn't taken this advice early, then maybe things would have turned out differently. And, and so that, you know, that leads me to what I wanted to ask you and talk about a little bit is, as you think about your, let's say your 20, 21, 22 year old self, um, if you could go back and give that guy some advice, mm-hmm. what would it be? And, I, and I'd like you to start by answering it with how do you even start to approach that sort of question? Like what goes through your mind as you're thinking about how to how to answer that? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I think about two perspectives. One is from a leadership perspective. You know, there's, you know, the 20-year-old self, is, it gets a little challenging. And I'll come back to that in a sec. But but I know, I know particularly my time, um, you know, if I think about one of the biggest lessons, you know, uh, you know, in leadership, particularly going up the ranks of places like GE was the self-reflection. And I think going back to the premise of this book, what would you do differently? And um, and so, you know, it's always been conditioned, even in your best year, even in your best year, 
you know, what would you do different or what could you have done different or whatever? And it doesn't mean it's a negative either, but it's a positive, but that's self And it, by the way, I think it's a hard skill in general to do, but I was very fortunate to have a, you know, to kind of been conditioned to, to reflect back and understand that um, what you could do differently is actually a strength. So that's one, I think that's important for people to, to, constantly have that process going but yeah you know it's interesting jeff and and curiously see how you think because because i know you're probably more self-reflective than me you know in, in many cases but um but you, you know it's interesting going back to the 20 year year old self and i think there's definitely some things but part of it i started thinking systemically too is it could be a little bit of a game because some of the things it shouldn't be just what you do different, but maybe what you'd want to accelerate. Cause I think there's so many, as I do things like disruptor studio and, and, and you start really examining people on their journey. I do think there's certain things that may have not been perfect, but may have been critical in shaping who you are. Mm-hmm. So if something that maybe you wish you'd done differently, but then you start thinking in the long term over the course of not that year, but in the course of 10 years, it maybe d- caused you to do something yeah. differently. So that's where it gets a little tricky. I, I agree you? that that's, that's, that's what I, you know, yes, there's lots of things I wish I had done differently, but then didn't I learn something there and maybe therefore I didn't make that mistake again. And so if you're like, well, don't, you know, don't go after that pursuit. Um, but maybe you needed that lesson in uh, order to, to be successful later. But I do think there's some things that, um, you know, uh, assuming that lessons will still be learned. I think there's probably some things that, that we sure. can look back and, and say, you know, I, I wish I had learned that earlier, or I wish I had, you know, done that. So what, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I think there's probably three things I could think about, but in terms of the first one, um, you know, I'm going to talk about something kind of on uh, to keep doing um, which, you know, and, and it's, um, I would encourage myself to keep leaning into naive, um, uh, optimism. Mm. So, so and you because used to have that of, more is what you're saying. What's that? You used to have that more. No. And I still, I still think I do. And, and okay. my point being is that I, I, I would probably tell myself not to, cause, cause the world wants to kill that. Mm. Yes. The world loves and 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 when I say naive optimism too, and I think there's a balancing act, right? You could be optimistically naive and it could get you into trouble. And if you don't have the guardrails around it, but it's I think it's harder to sometimes, you know, say, well, this is what the positive would be. And and by the way, something the naive optimism could be is, you know, I've been in roles where I'm like, or I am the absolute best person in the world to do this job. No one else in the world is better at doing this than me right now. And I remember going into a job before. Um, I don't know if it's leading customer experience or something, G, whatever it is. And I told the people, I'm like, well, I'm right now the best person. There's no one else in the world could do as good of a job as I can on this. And, it, and it's not even about the being cocky about it, whatever. It's just I truly in my brain believed I had these perspectives, experience or passions that made me right for that. And so, but for me, it's, it was helpful into getting to certain roles and, 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 and perhaps as I got older, maybe leaning in more to that. And I could think of roles where I probably should have leaned into that more that would have been positive. So, yeah. So I would say that one of the first things is something that I've had and something that I continue to have. And as I get older, it's sometimes hard to have because you get jaded with the world, but it's yeah. kind of leaning into that, that uh, naive optimism, embracing it and in doing something with it. Yeah. I like that. That's, that's a good one. And it, you're right. It is a hard thing to, to maintain. Although I, I would, 
uh, say that you do seem to still have that characteristic. Um, for me, the easy answer um, is that I, I wish I had um, been more aware of my privilege and then therefore found my purpose mm. earlier in life. Um, I, you know, that we've talked about that, but you know, 2012, 2013, I went through leadership Atlanta, right. started to, for the first time, really appreciate the privilege that I have as a human being. Um, and then landed on my purpose of having an outsized positive impact on the world. And that has led me to be more successful in my for-profit, um, but also be able to lean into some nonprofit work and, and really try to make a difference. And had I learned that earlier, I think I, you know, would have been more successful probably in every way, shape or form, but I think I probably would have felt more fulfilled as well. I think I was chasing this idea of what success was. Um, I need to get on that list. I need to be recognized in this way. Our company needs to hit this number. And while all those things were sort of had a, had a short burst of fulfillment, uh, long-term weren't fulfilling that hole that, that I didn't realize I had. So that to me would have been one, that's one of the things I would have hoped to learn earlier in my life. And you wonder how, you know, if you're, we're going back in time in some crazy, you know, space-time continuum way and able to talk to yourself at 20, how well would you have been at listening totally. to it, right? You know, and great point. <laughs> the, the, the perspective of maturity that, that comes in. Because um, what you're talking about in terms of that, that, that uh, you know, understanding your privilege is a, a huge aspect of perspective and so much perspective come, comes with age. So that's, I think, a big part of that as well, too. Agreed. Agreed. All right. What's second on your list? Um, yeah, second is, um, you, you know, it, it's interesting. Uh, and, and this is something that definitely, um, you know, even at, as the last few years have been uh, really kind of embracing more, but really embracing kind of my origin and, and, and being true to it. And, and so I, I guess what I would say is, you know, look, I'm a, I'm a immigrant, you know, Cuban American and, um, and uh, did not grow up with any money, you know, and just, so I, I have so many, you know, there's so many things that um, I, I'm not saying I would have put that on a billboard necessarily growing up, but I remember, um, growing up, I would, I don't know if I was running away from it, but I would maybe, um, and, I, and I've talked about this recently in some speeches, I would kind of create the persona that kind of positions me to fit in more mm. with whomever I was in and whether it was, you know, wealth related, class related, ethnic related, um, particularly growing up. And I, I think if I were to give myself some advice is that it's okay to be who you are. Now, I don't know what that means too, because, um, you know, I still, my Spanish probably would still be rusty, even if I said that just because what it is, but, but, you know, if I think about it now is really having a pre appreciation for my Cuban heritage for being an immigrant for, for, and, you know, understanding that being an immigrant probably drove some certain things in terms of my drive and just so many intangibles that I don't even understand it today. Mm. And I probably wouldn't even, and I guess maybe the real advice would say that it's okay to talk about it more. And I think as I was younger, I did not talk about it as much because for whatever reasons, either fear people didn't want to hear about it, fear people wouldn't make judgments about it. But I wish about it, talked about it more in particular as my kids are growing up um because it's okay and that's what makes me who i am and makes me yeah. rich and gives me perspective so i would say kind of really embracing uh that and not being fearful of that again much easier to say uh 
at 50 than it was in 20s when you're trying to figure your way out. And 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 look, let's also understand that very different role today than to yes. some extent that it was then. But I would say that that would definitely be if I that was probably the one of the bigger pieces of advice I'd give myself um, if I were to, uh, talking to my 20 year old self. That's so interesting. Um, do you give and do you give that advice to your young sons? Yeah, you know, and it's interesting because kind of this journey that you know we've been having together in terms of both writing and speaking, and 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 it's um, I, I did a TEDx um, last year, talk, a TEDx talk, and um, and really the essence of it was being about being in a contradiction, and and I kind of get into that essence of being this kind of. Uh, in fact, I also wrote a paper, uh, a blog about this recently too, or I started weaving into it about this aspect of not growing up, not really understanding where I fit in. Um, and again, I think that has created so much of who I am today. This is where this advice, I don't even really know what that advice would be other than not to fear that. And it's okay to embrace that. But yeah, no, I definitely talked to the to my kids and, 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 you know, what does that, how does that manifest itself? I don't know. It doesn't necessarily change our, you know, habits per se, but, but for them, I don't want them to ever um, feel like they got to hide that part of the heritage at all. Mm-hmm. You know, I want them to be very proud and confident of who they are. Um, and um, you know, yeah. So I definitely have talked about it, uh, about it. And, 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 and to me, it's going to be, uh, you know, I'll continue talking about that contradiction yeah. growing up as well. I love that. Well, I, I would like on future episodes to talk to you a little bit more about that. Yeah, so absolutely. I, we I just made a note. <laughs> there we go. Building content. So how about there you? What's you your next one? Yeah, I um look, I, I work hard today. Um, but I worked a ton of hours um in my twenties um and 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 thirties. <laughs> um and I think I I I would try to give myself a better perspective that putting more hours into the day, um, on, on my business and my work, um, wasn't necessarily the way towards success. Hmm. Um, and you know, because in doing that, the major reason I'd want to change that is because I, I would have been more present for my family, um, which is, isn't always has been the most important thing in my life as I know it is in yours. But I think when you're building a startup and and going through all those uh, early years, you just, at least for me, it was like, I'm going to work my way through this to get to success. And now I have a different perspective and look, maybe I needed to, to do that at the beginning, but now I know that focusing on the things that only I can do, um, the things that to, to your point earlier, that, that I am uniquely suited to do, and and not sweating the small stuff so much like everything had to be perfect and and that just caused me to work nights weekends and and um that that's something i wish i had done a little differently you know it's interesting because when we're you know kind of thinking about this um actually even last night um the uh one of the things i was going to tell myself but which which is may contradict but also kind of gets into this kind of dilemma was um always outwork always outwork everybody like work rate matters and so it's tricky because i agree with you because i had the the bonus one i had on here which is making sure i cherish and embrace time with those i love and my family because there are many times and and look you know 
your, your kids are, are, are younger than mine, but you have one that on the older side. And when you have now all, all your kids are kind of getting to the point of either graduating, having graduated or in the process, you start really also missing, mm. you know, a lot of moments, but you know, Jeff, that's a tough one because you, you, you could also say if you didn't do sweat those details, would you be able to have the yeah. ability to actually be on a podcast saying, I wish I didn't sweat the <laughs> details. Right. Cause, cause uh, you know, and it's some advice I always give my kids. It's like, you know, if there's anything you could, the one thing you can't control is outworking the person next to you. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's a hard one. So I agree with, so one, I agree with you. I think that that is it. I just, I, I think the balancing act there is, man, what is that? You could give that advice and maybe, and for me on the family side, it's like, well, maybe it's how do I end it? Like right now, what I try to do more is because you and I talked about it. We're both like, maybe not the stereotype of workaholic, but I think we're both kind of somewhat workaholics and things we love about. Yeah. And so it's like, how do we, but you know, if I probably would do different, I'm like, well, maybe it's how do I bring them more into mm. what I do or have it be more part of it. And I don't know what it is because I think about all those times on the corporate side, similar to you in terms of all those hours being spent, but at the same time, it wouldn't be where I'm at if it wasn't for that. So that's, that gets tricky. I yeah, don't know how you think about that. That's a good one for me to even keep in mind. Cause I do have some younger kids and I try to bring them to like 48 and 48 events, but I bet there's ways I can involve them. I got to say though, that's the, you know, one of the few bright spots of this year during a pandemic is like, I oh, just, without a doubt, I had lunch with my 10 year old yesterday. It's like, I never had that before. So, and, and you know, I, when, uh, you know, in one of the disruptive studies we had, you know, Ben, when we had Ben chestnut, um, you know, it, it, we weren't talking so much about work, you know, work rate or whatever, but he was talking about, I was talking about legacy for his kids. And, and the question was really about, um, you know, what do they want them to remember? And for him, it's all about the customer. Right. But he made this comment about how he was on this phone and, you know, he, he was, and, and, and his kids were asking what, so what are you talking about? And he said, well, it was, it's talking about what matters to a customer. I'm talking to customers and that's kind of a legacy he wanted to live them, but he was, but he kind of brought them in in a weird way. That was, it was great. Cause he kind of brought them into it. So that to me is kind of the lesson. So, um, so yeah, so I definitely hear you, it, 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 but it's a, it's a, it's a tricky balance. Cause if it you is. didn't have that, what would, what would that be? You know, you don't want to back to the future it and have everything start changing. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden you're like, I wish I worked harder, you know? <laughs> Right, right. All right. What's your final uh, piece of advice for yourself? Well, I think it's just that one, which is really embracing, um, figuring out how to embrace yep. the cherish moment or integrate more. And 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 I guess to that point, it's like that yep. um, element of um, where sometimes, particularly on corporate side, you create the separation. You know, mm-hmm. there's there's a work and there's family, and I think it's figuring out that work. I don't. I hate to say work life balance, but work life equilibrium. And, yeah. and, and especially with, with the kids growing up and cherishing that. So that, that would be my, definitely the advice I'd give to figure that out sooner, earlier, and mm-hmm. always be proactive about it. I love that. Great. Well, my, my last one is, um, uh, fairly simple. I just wish I had been reading more at a younger mm. age. Um, I think last five years, maybe I've read at least 30 books a year. Um, and, uh, it's just, it's just helped me process things, think through things. Um, you know, if you find one or two bits of, of wisdom or nuggets in a book and I've, I've found a joy of reading, but I would say, you know, the first, if I've had a career for 20, a little over 20 years, the first 15 years, I would read one or two books a year, you know, not, mm. I was not a voracious reader. And then, um, I think, I think what happened is I, I read that, uh, 
uh, Bill Gates and, and uh, Warren Buffett, like are just reading all day long, all the time. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, all right, let me try this. And, uh, ever since I've just really enjoyed that process and I, and I feel like I learn more than, more than ever. Um, so I wish I had done that earlier. I think that probably wouldn't have hurt me. Um, as we talked about all these things, if we had changed things, I yeah. bet if I just started reading more earlier, I, I don't think it would have actually, it probably would have helped me slow down and, and so well, forth. That's so. true. Man, it helped you slow down. Probably would have needed, you know, reading glasses sooner or something. But. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> oh, thank Jeff. If you read any more than you do now, I don't think there'd be books left for you to read because <laughs> you are, you, you are, uh, you are above average in every category on that, on that cadence, you know? <laughs> well, I got stacks left, but um, yeah, no, anyway. So I think it's just interesting. So I, I, I thought that would be a good conversation. I loved uh, especially your, your second answer. Um, I think it was your second one on, yep. on your heritage. And um, so we, we need to explore that in the future, but um, it's good to your point. When we started this, uh, reflecting back and, uh, taking time to think about, you know, even in a good year, what could I have done differently? I think that's healthy. And, and I think, uh, I'd encourage everyone to do that. Well, well, that's good. Jeff, a great conversation. Enjoyed it. I know there's a lot more to unpack as we keep, keep going on. And I guess one thing we could have done earlier is started a podcast when before podcasts were cool. See, there and, you, you know, go. That we could have done that. I could have started before there's, you know, there's this podcasting. Let's do it. So, <laughs> and, and with that, make sure everyone, no, first of all, thank you. Thank you for listening to the Jeff and Alex podcast and make sure you do subscribe to our podcast on all podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, Amazon, and Google. And also on, of course, you can subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, we will be back to you every week and Jeff Hillemeyer. Good seeing you again. Good seeing you, Alex.